How long have you been practicing that for you? Half a day. Is it really bad that I really didn't have a clue what was going on? Yes, yes it is. Geeky Dads Strike Back Season 2 Chapter 8 The X-Men Prequel Quadrilogy I'm your friend Salad Fingers <laughs> That was actually better I was going to say why is the one where you act like a proper creep can, can, Yeah Because yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I have to concentrate that's why <laughs> It's easy when you don't have to concentrate <laughs> Yeah. This is true, yeah. Leave this in. I'm your host, I'm your host Ian Duffy. I'm joined by Mike Shellshear. Hello. Craig Edwards. Howdy. And Christopher Moss. Who? You. You, you twat. Hi. <laughs> How's everybody been? Uh, All right. Yeah. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> right, so this week we will be covering um, the four X-Men prequels that ran from... Oh, fuck, I should have already done my research before you even mentioned this. That ran from 2011 to, yeah. 11 to 2019. So we're going to start off yeah, it with... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. I know, yeah. I was just about to jump in on, say, 2011 then. But uh, yeah, yeah, it absolutely was. So this, uh, so we're starting off with X Men First Class. Now this was made in two thousand uh, two thousand eleven. It was made by Matthew Vaughan, and it was written. Uh, the screenplay was written by Joel uh, Jane Goldman, who's the wife of TV host Jonathan Ross. But she's actually working a lot of this film, so she's wrote like screenplays for um, Stardust. Uh, yeah, kick you know, ass. In all honesty, I didn't realise that she was so involved with like comic book films until like no. Jonathan actually said on the Jonathan Ross show, like th- this is my wife and like she does this and she does that, and I was like, holy shit! Yeah. And she's she's normally got like very dyed hair, hasn't she? She normally dyed like yeah, very yeah. bright red. Yeah. Or vivid. Um, yeah, vivid, like, coloured hair. She's a massive comic book fan. So is Jonathan Ross, mm-hmm. which is probably yeah. why they're so, like, into it, like into each other. But, like, it, I genuinely didn't know until, like... Well, I mean, it's, it's, it's going back about 15 years now, but he actually said on one of the shows, this is my wife, and she's uh, <laughs> she, she does this and she does that. 
had no idea. Yeah, she I mean she's 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 been around for years. She's wrote loads. Oh yeah, no, and like what work on Kickass and like Kickass is what like ten years old now. I think it's I think it's two thousand ten. Two thousand ten. So like what we're talking about like thirteen years old now. Yeah, something. Like yeah. That. Well, not something like that. It is thirteen. Yeah, Kickass 2010, yeah. It's <laughs> 2023, so, yeah, approximately yeah. 13 years old. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so, so you know, she, she wrote that. I mean, uh, Matthew Vaughan as well. Now, if memory serves, he, the reason his surname is Vaughan is because he thought his, you know, his, his mum always told him that he was, he was the son of actor Robert Vaughan. From um, who played Napoleon Solo in the original Man from Uncle? Right. Oh, right. Okay. So he, he, you know, for years he you grow up like thinking his dad was Robert Vaughan, went by his name, and you know it turns out he wasn't. That's a little, little fun fact for you, anyway. Cool. Um, he's also married to Claudia Schiffer. Right. Really. Yep. I did not know that. Mm-hmm. I didn't. They've been married for like twenty-one years. Jesus. How old, well how old is Claudia Schiffer now? Just to look this up. Yeah, she must be like getting towards like late sixties, surely. Fifty-two. Fifty. Oh right. I'm well, I'm well off. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Right. Um, can we cut this? Because yeah, like, my... if Claudia Schiffer yeah. ever hears that, you look about forty-two. Love. Like. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> I just, so, I just let, I imagine, I think, I think it, what it is, is I remember her being like in films when I was a kid, so I just assume she's old, so, yeah. but she was probably very young in films when I was a kid. <laughs> <laughs> Digging a hole. Yeah, well, no, I'm not, I'm just saving myself. For Claudia. Yeah, just in case I've ever got a chance one day. Is she on your list like uh, Ross's? Is it going to be like laminated? No, she no, she's not my type. But you still you still like saving yourself for her. No, I'm just saving myself because I have respect for women. Fair enough. Okay, so let's uh, let's go through the plot of this, then we'll talk about the film. Okay, so the film starts in 1944 at the in the Auschwitz concentration camp and. It's the same, I think it's pretty much the same opening as the first X-Men film. It goes all the way back to that. A young Eric Lenscher is separated from his parents. He's pulling out, you know, using his his powers and demanifesting. He just rips a giant hole in the um, yeah, gate. Yeah, I've watched this part so, as well. <laughs> just pulls out. So he's... Rips a giant hole in the gate. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so he's then taken by a Nazi scientist called uh, Klaus Schmidt, played by Kevin Bacon, to his uh, to his lab, and then the, you know the the Nazis bring in his mother, and he says, "Right, if you don't lift this penny, I'm going to shoot your mum in the head." He doesn't do yeah. it. And then, then he's going to make you around. buy some O2 stuff. Do you mean EA? Oh, it's EA, isn't it, Kevin Bacon? Yeah. Oh, shit, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well. Um, well, we're we're, 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 uh, we're a multi um, sort of like product podcast. We uh, 
we don't um, sit on any sort of like product. EE, O2, Vodafone, whatever you want to buy, it's all good. So obviously then, the, all the shock of losing his mum, he manifests his powers and he crushes all the Nazis' little heads using his, uh, nah. his magne- magnetic powers. Cut all the way over to uh, like America and you're in a big mansion and a very young Charles Xavier with hair and still walking, comes downstairs to see his mum in the what he thinks is his mum in the in the pantry and it's like and it turns out obviously it's not his mum it's a very young like I don't know five six year old um, Mystique or she was the, called yeah, then Raven yeah, yeah. this would be a point I do want to go back to at the beginning at the when we finish discussing this film you know cut to the future uh, cut, cut to a couple of years they're now like Eric Lynch is chasing down Nazis because he's after this, you know, the, the, you know, the, oh because he's after the scientist who killed his mother and tortured him. And then you've got over in England, you've got young Xavier just graduating and a very young, um, well, a much, a, a, an older I'm Raven sorry, now listeners. played by. Ian's having trouble speaking today. I'm having trouble finding my voice today, yeah. <laughs> um, a young Raven played by. Let's all be honest about X-Men. If we all look at X-Men, Magneto would be the ultimate villain and kill everybody. Because Magneto has the ultimate power. And he literally can kill every single one of the X-Men without any effort whatsoever. So it could be ended very quickly. If he wanted to, we know that. Is there any disagreement? I'd still say yeah, the because there's, still, there's, other there's, there's more. Kill. There's other mutants who could have him out, wipe him out before you do anything. Ha, and I can, name, I can tell name, you one now. Name one uh, one mutant that could actually take out Magneto. Rich uh, Frank, Franklin Richards. How? Mm-hmm. Because he has... Uh, How? Because he literally just like... He's omnimate. He's basically omnimate. He can literally... He doesn't have... If, he just thinks yeah. it. And it's done. He could literally think yeah, Magneto. He, he's, gone, he's, and he's a gone. reality... He's a reality <laughs> warfare. warfare. He, that's what I mean. He can literally go... Your powers are gone. And it's gone. No, no. He can literally go... You don't exist. And you're yeah. not there. And what, who is it as well? Um, oh, Quicksilver's Scarlet sister. Scarlet Witch. Once Scarlet, Scarlet Witch, Witch. Scarlet she Witch. she literally went no more mutants and there was uh, no they more all, mutants. Yeah. They just went. She that stopped the mutants from happening. Don't get me wrong, yeah, yeah, Magneto yeah, is yeah. is phenomenally powerful. I know what you mean. Like yeah, he could literally stop the magnetic field and kill you basically that way because he's that powerful. But like I said, there are a hell of a lot it's more. It's not mutants just that he could <laughs> literally just like put metal into people's body and just explode oh, yeah. them. That's um, what I mean. There's like, um, there's, you know those like daft cartoon things you see on like uh, Facebook where they show like funny videos and stuff like that. There's, there was one where it's like the Magneto against all like the X Men and the Avengers, and like it literally shows him how he'd beat each one of them. And, like Iron Man flies in, he turns him into like a five P coin because <laughs> he just squishes his body down. He's, he's like, he's like wait, 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 that wait, man wait, is wait, literally wait, made wait, of wait, metal. Wait, 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 wait! Iron Man's not part of the X Men. No, but I said, I said X-Men and the Avengers. 
Oh, uh, man. Well, like, he, he says, uh, he just caught, well, like, he said, do, do that man's literally encased. Let's stick on, yeah. let's stick on topic. <laughs> but like I said, everyone who come into him, like, even Thanos appeared with the Infinity Gauntlet. Again, you're going he just, off topic. He just pulled off it. <laughs> Again, you're going off topic. But, Different but universes. It, it can, it can be, um, the X-Men versus Avengers. No. I read that comic. I mean, yes, I know it. Yeah, I read it as well. But, <laughs> the, um... We're not talking about crossovers. We're talking about X Men in their own like because that was, in all honesty, if you actually read them comics, that wasn't set in the same universe as X Men. That was set in a different universe. It wasn't even followed on afterwards. It was set in a different universe and it was set off away from them comic books. Like a lot of comic books are, when they do crossovers. Oh, not when they do the crossovers, yeah, yeah. And they'll say, no, but that's what it, it was showing, like, a, not in the comic, it was just one of those, like, staff cartoons, how he could beat all the others and stuff like that. Yeah. Like, uh, but, no, like, Fra Franklin Richards, like I said, he's, he'd haven't gone in two seconds. <laughs> I don't know, yeah. so, I, I don't know so much, um, because, can't, um, Magneto also like uh, predicts stuff. No, no. But like you said, where you're saying what I'm saying, like where Magneto could literally get rid of the magnetic field, Frank and Li Richards could literally make one around him and put it back if right. he wanted to, really, because yeah. that's his power. He's, it is just literally reality warping that he's got. Yeah, he is like as close to like complete, completely omnipotent, like. <laughs> It's just like neither, <laughs> neither one of you said omnipotent, right? Uh, we, it's okay. it's yeah, a hard yeah, word. <laughs> omnipotent. No, Craig, Craig definitely didn't say omnipotent, right? Omnipotent. You knew what I meant. So that's, what, <laughs> that's all I that need. Yeah, omnipotent. Yeah, omnipotent. Right. No, but no, I, I know what you mean. though. he is. That that's what I was going to say. Like, like uh, for me, I, I just like, think in, he's, in the he's, he's ultimate like. Oh yeah, he crazy. is. That, that's what. In all what honesty, I'm happy about okay. those other movies. Well, then Franklin Richards. Oh, is that Franklin Richards? Did you say? Yes. Um, yeah. Okay. Well, then, why doesn't he just like kill all the bad guys? I don't know. <laughs> You'd have to ask the writers for that. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> but, uh... if he's got the power to do it, then why doesn't he just go out and just go? I've got this power. He I could. can literally just go, and they're all gone. They could. He really could, but it's the it's the whole it's the whole That's um, holes to the me. good guy. It's the whole it's the it's the whole good guy thing, don't we? And it, like they always say, like he wouldn't do it and stuff it's like that. It's the Batman that. thing, isn't it? Like you don't. Yeah, you don't, it's you, yeah, yeah, that's what I mean. You don't really kill it's, your it, enemy. Well, it, yeah, kill, it's like it, Superman, ain't it? Superman could like we've seen it where Superman could literally just flick half. This his is what annoys me about the dead, Batman comics. It's like he will. Batman will literally kill people who are just like robbing a shop. He'll kill them. Yeah. But if it's someone... Kill him it, dead. Yeah, kill him dead. But if it's someone who's a supervillain, he'd know and he'd better lock them up. He's like, no. Is that sport for him? That... Gotta keep you around. <laughs> yeah. He's massive holes in, like, superhero films. Oh, yeah, it certainly is, but... We sort of gloss over that, because we, yes. we, we all know it, don't we? It's just like... Don't... <laughs> no, hell no, I don't. 
but yeah, there's there's loads. Like, but it's like I said, uh, that's what I was happy about the these last four movies, though, is because uh, it did show you how powerful Magneto was as well, though, with some of the stuff he just did. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's. I know we're not on it yet, but uh, I think it's the yeah, it's Apocalypse. Like, yeah. he killed like eight men with a, a necklace. Yeah. It's like, yeah, like a fucking necklace. It's the he killed like eight men with, with, with a necklace. He literally has the ability to manoeuvre metal, so... Yeah. And he can do anything with it. I mean, that is, like, the ability to sort of, like, rip people apart, because everyone's got metal inside them. But we are, like... Even, even in, I think it's even in Last Stand, though, he says... Uh, he say, even doesn't... says to Jean Grey, like, I have the power to control metal... He even says to Jean Grey, you have the power to control every, anything though, because her power yeah. is telekinesis. Yeah, yeah. So she control metal and all the things. And you know what I found out as well? well but, like, it's a, um, but with Jean Grey, it's only to a certain degree. She can only do so, so much with it. And you see that in the comics, like she can only do so much with it. Um, she literally couldn't go into somebody's body and just pull out every single piece of iron, but Magneto could. Yeah, she could, yeah, she probably couldn't do it to that bit because Magneto could only well, done me focus on the. Mag- Magneto really, could yeah. literally get every single piece of iron in your body, like specks of iron, and just rip them out your body. Well, and I suppose G. Grey could literally just get your skeleton and go. <laughs> As well, <laughs> pull that out from that, your skin. I'll just pull your skin <laughs> off your skeleton and go. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> Bye. So, <laughs> might not be your metal or the iron, but <laughs> suppose you could just go. Oh, you got two lungs now. You got one. <laughs> like, <laughs> now you've got. I, I think the problem yeah. is we're looking at X Men a little bit like it should be R-rated. It should be. Yeah. It should be R-rated. It, it should, should be. be. <laughs> like a lot of all of them should be though. Like I said, like, the stuff that you can do. With well, this is this is why, like, um, like um, we've got things like um, Deadpool, because that it's part of the same franchise, and Deadpool mm. has like genuinely it there has been in the X Men quite a lot, but will never be part of it because it has to be dark. Yeah. But the X Men can't yeah. be. So yeah. No, it's it's cool though. And like but I would like to see a very dark X Men film. Like absolutely yeah, R rated X Men film. Go on Ian, what are you were saying about the first movie anyway. Ian has to spoke <laughs> for like twenty minutes. <laughs> yeah, I know. Sorry, I was eating some crisps. I was just, I was just <laughs> like, just listen to the conversation, just having some crisps. Um, okay, so I'll start again. This is the longest you've <coughs> not even heard Ian speak. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so what I'm going to do is, I'm, I've got my voice back, so I'm going to give a breakdown of the first film, then we'll just talk about it then. Okay, so in the early 1960s, during the height of the Cold War, a mutant named Charles Xavier, played by James McAvoy, meets a fellow mutant named Eric Lenscher, played by Michael Fassbender. <clears throat> Despite their vastly different backgrounds, Charles grew up with a wealthy family while Eric lost his parents at Auschwitz. The two become close friends. As the world teeters on the brink of nuclear war, Charles and Eric, with other mutants, join forces to save humanity. However, a situation soon tears the friends apart. Um, Okay, so it's also got the absolutely beautiful um, Jennifer Lawrence. Hold on, hold on, hold on. One second. Can Can we all give Ian a round of applause for actually reading that out properly? 
Thank you, thank you. Uh, <laughs> so you got the you got the you know the beautiful fappening star um, Jennifer Lawrence playing Raven, um, who later becomes Mystique. You have um, Nicholas Holt from About a Boy Fame. Yeah, yeah. Actually got a massive glow and played Beast. No, honestly, yeah, he was brilliant. Um, who else in it? We got Rose Byrne out of Neighbours and Bluey, um, playing <laughs> Moira McTaggart. She was shit. I liked her in that. Yeah. Uh, let's take a look. Who else was in it? Just get the cast list up. And we have the. Hold on. Let me just read the other characters. And you've look. got Hugh Jackman as Wolverine. <laughs> in a very like, what's it? How many? The, the best. How many lines did you have? It was like, fuck you. With three lines, <laughs> go fuck yourselves. Go fuck yourself, yeah, that's it. Go fuck, <laughs> go fuck yourselves. <laughs> you got, obviously, the, the amazing Kevin, Breaking as, uh, Kevin Bacon as Sebastian Shaw. And I've just completely forgot this, but it just reminded me. Um, I always love Kevin like, Bacon. Kevin Bacon. Kevin Bacon. Yeah. Uh, you got the, the brilliant Jason Fleming, uh, yeah, a stalwart of lots of... Uh, Matthew Vaughan's films playing. Oh, I'm gonna put it out. I'm gonna. I'm gonna absolutely butcher this name now. Azazel. Azil. Azil. No, it's Azil. Uh, it's you Azazel. mean the teleporter? Yes, yeah, Azazel. <laughs> yeah. Nightcrawler's dad. I'm sure it's. Azil. Is he Nightcrawler's dad? Yeah. Yeah. Why not? It is. Uh, it's Mystique and Azazel and Nightcrawler's dad. Yeah. Uh, well, uh, not Mystique, but Mystique's uh, Nightcrawler's mom. Is it Azazel? So this is Azazel, yeah. Azazel. Oh, is it Azazel? Yeah. And Oliver Platt playing. Yeah, he doesn't. Even, his character doesn't even have a name. He's just. He's just referred to as the man in black suit. Is that the tornado guy? No, Oliver Platt was like the the man who worked for the CIA. He was oh, like, I don't. He said, okay, yeah, he was. He was Hank's boss, wasn't he? So I think. Oh, and the uh, the actress January Jones playing Emma Frost. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's yeah, that's all we can pretty much say on that that subject. Um, okay, so going around the going around the virtual table. Uh, so I'll start off with Christopher. What was your first thoughts on this film? Uh, it was it was all right. Um, I mean, it does feature the world's scariest villain in Kevin Bacon because Kevin Bacon is terrifying. Um, but apart from that, it. It was okay. I think this is again an example of like at the time, uh, because this is what we had. It was it was good sort of thing. Um, I think we've been, again we've been spoiled more recently with you know what what we've got yeah. in terms of um, uh, superhero kind of films and what have you. So um, it tries to be a kind of groovy sixties period piece. But kind of mm-hmm. feels like a low rent James Bond knockoff. Uh, but but apart from that, you know, yeah. The the one bit I always remember um, is the bit where he where um, Darwin tries to kind of you know um, adapt to survive, but ends up <laughs> yeah, and, up. <laughs> and he put and he puts the energy that he's got like down his throat. And yeah, that that's a bit like woo, okay sort of thing but apart from that yeah it, it's all right it's not too bad it's i've seen worse films so but yeah it's okay 
it was interesting. I like the I like what they did in terms of like like the fact that they went back to like past stuff and what have you. I thought mm. that was interesting. Um, I did enjoy it. It was certainly different to the rest of um, the the first three X Men films. It, it did a good job ex- of exploring that kind of backstory and stuff. Yeah. So yeah. I, I did enjoy it. There are, you know, as much as I take the mick out of out of it and so on. Um, yeah, I did enjoy it when I watched it. Yeah. So. Okay. Uh, Craig, what about you? Yeah, same as what Chris basically hit the nail on the head. Really, like I said, it was all good. Uh, I said like they done the same again. Like they, they butchered some of the mutants. Who you can just you could have got so many better mutants in it to play and stuff like that. But like I said. Uh, I thought what they thought what they put in it, it was decent enough. Like I said, mm. as Mike said, like I, I, like Magneto's brilliant. I think like in these last four movies, like just to show you how powerful Magneto actually is, like they did it in these movies brilliantly. And I thought I think he's absolutely brilliant. But like I said, it was it was good for what stop trying to start off a new trilogy because it was only meant to be a trilogy at first, weren't it? Mm-hmm. You were meant to do the third, and then yeah. they added the fourth one on. But uh, it was a good start to that, and then it kind of went downhill in the next ones when, <laughs> when we speak about that in a bit. Yeah. Um, Mike, what about you? Yeah, I mean, in all honesty, I thought it was a good start. But for me as well, uh, the CGI was fantastic. And it was a massive step up from what they'd done before in CGI terms. Um they, they were amazing. Like, it literally was a step up, and it genuinely looked real. Um, if you you go back and look at the other films and then look at this and then look at the CGI, I mean that that's my sort of like field is like CGI. I love that sort of things and I love like when grass graphics that are computer generated actually fit with a film perfectly, and it does yeah. with that film. It they literally yeah. got it perfect. So. For me, like CGI wise, it was absolutely brilliant. It was like it, it brought it, it, it genuinely at the time was like next level CGI, um, above anything else that was out. Um, so that was cool. Um, the story wasn't brilliant, but it was just developing at the time, so yeah, mm-hmm. um, I enjoyed it, but I enjoyed it more for the visual effects. Yeah. Okay. Well, um, after me watching all these films um, together, I actually think that this one was probably out of the lot. Was actually my favourite. Um, yeah, I mean, the next one was it was a really close, uh, was like quite a close race. But I think this mm-hmm. one, I just it's a film I can go back and just watch. Yeah, it's it's, it's an easy watch, isn't it? Like it's yeah, it's it's, yeah. it's, it's very yeah. You nail, hit the nail right on the head there, Mike. It is just quite an, an a film. Like, well done, Mike. It's an easy watch. Well done. Yeah, well done. Uh, Mike. You just said some words. Yeah. <laughs> but you, you it's yeah, easy, you did. Yeah, yeah. it's an yeah, easy you watch. Did. You clever boy. Sometimes after you like. <laughs> Have a cookie. Especially going down the line, uh, we'll get to that later on the the episode, but. Yeah, it, it. I mean, I was what I don't. I think I, I didn't touch upon earlier. It's got loads of big cameos in it as well. It's like yeah. actors that you've seen and absolutely loads of things. I mean, I was looking through the list. You got Ray Wise from um, 
from RoboCop and Swamp Thing. You've got Michael Ironside, who's been in pretty much everything. Yeah. Uh, James Remar, Brendan Fair from um, Wait, Roswell. Wait, James Remar? Who the fuck's that? He was... Oh, he's, he's been in loads. He was, he was the original actor to play Hicks in aliens but he had a drug problem so oh, he oh hicks in alien uh, in a yeah he was, he was the original aliens sorry yeah he was the original actor to play hicks but he got replaced during filming because he had a drug problem he's also in the warriors <laughs> he plays ajax oh, yeah, in the warriors yeah, yeah, yeah. okay that does. yeah but he's, he's been an absolute he's in the <laughs> <laughs> my james remus you know, pretty big actor. You know, he played. He played. He replaced Crystal Lambert as Raiden in uh, Mortal Kombat Annihilation. Yeah, definitely not a big actor then. <laughs> Obviously, you've got Hugh Jackman. Yeah. Huge what? Huge Jakeman. Yeah. Hugh Jackman. Um. But yeah, I mean, it, it, I mean, obviously, it's uh, is it was it one of Zoe Kravitz's first movies as well, first roles. I think so. Yeah. Went on, obviously went on to play Catwoman. Yeah. Okay. Well, you've got me there. You know, so it's it's he's got a good, it's got a good, really good cast in it. Um, I found I, you know Michael Fassbender was brilliant as Magneto. Although the only thing that threw me a bit is accent changed throughout the film. Don't you? you any of you picked it up, especially at the end. I've not gone back and watched it lately, but I will do. But um, I assume, um, I assume all, you're correct. That bit at the end where he's on the beach and he's talking to all the other, all the you know, everybody else who's on the beach at the time, he goes into quite an Irish accent. You ever pick it up? Was the other part, part? Yeah, his accent goes really Irish. Yeah, I've never noticed that, but no. Uh, but so obviously James McAvoy as well it's one of them things though like when you notice something like that in a film it can actually it can break that immersion for you can't it like yeah yeah. oh yeah definitely it took me out of the film that, I mean that's probably uh, yeah. one of the only bits that like just took me out so wait wait what's going on with his accent um, but him and James McAvoy as well I, I, I did have brilliant chemistry Um I just always oh, remember yeah. the bit when they meet Zoe Kravitz's character Angel, and they're in the uh, in the strip club, and they're in the sat on the you know the sat on the bed, and they say, "Yeah, we'll show you, uh, we'll show you ours if you show you what's yours." And he just lifts up the teapot and he goes, "More tea, Vicar." <laughs> that that scene just always makes me giggle. That's funny. Yeah, um, but I liked it. I mean, I thought that. The CG, like Mike said, the CG was really good in it. It was next level at the time. It was genuinely like above and beyond what other films were doing. So, yeah. and it wasn't just it's a, by me saying CGI. I'm not talking about just like CGI to the point where like it's just models. The lighting was perfect. The like mm. you you could not tell the difference between the CGI and the film half the time, and it was. It was absolutely brilliant because the they when they did things on green screen they did it with such good lighting that the things that were CGI fitted perfectly. <coughs> it was utterly brilliant. It genuinely, I mean, next level. And they do that a lot yeah. now, but like at the time they didn't do that. 
See, the only, I think the only CG that really just took it out of me was probably Emma Frost's uh, model that just looked. I think that threw me a bit. That's the only thing I had to say. Yeah. Well, I, I think it's not. Just, like, it's a very bright it scene. It kind of look like that if you made out of diamond. If you were made out of diamond. It's not just that though. Like it was a very bright scene at the time as well. And if it was a dark scene, it probably would have looked good. But it was a very bright scene, so that yeah. fucked it up hugely. Okay then. Well, um, also, another fun fact: the same, the uh, next uh, school. No, sorry. Let me start again. Just eat something no. while you're talking. It's fine. In the middle of fucking eating something and then fucking talking. Because <laughs> you just remember something. Just Professional as fuck. <laughs> so, um, so there is actually a link to me, Chris, and Mike to this film, and. That is an ex-pupil of our old high school actually sings the theme tune to the film. Really? Yep, Take That did the theme, uh, did the theme song to this oh, movie. Oh, shit, yeah. Oh. yeah uh, Gary Barlow <laughs> went to our was, was uh, ex-pupil yeah, at our high school. Yeah, thanks for that, Ian. Yeah. Thanks. Now, can we just, like, cut Great. this bit out? No. No. The world should know, that, the world should know we went to the same nah, school as Gary Barlow. Uh, right, right, I'm, I'm off. See ya. Uh. <laughs> You're just saying that's so we have to cut it out, aren't you? Yep. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't actually. Yes, I am. I, 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 I actually do not hate Gary Barlow because his his mum was actually my science technician and she was lovely. She was everybody's science technician. Yeah, no, she was in that in like, that school. Like everybody was, knew her. Yeah, and we all knew her and she was lovely and she was like a lovely. Yeah, she woman. was lovely. Um, but. No, the amount of teachers that were like, "Oh, Gary Barlow had this book once," and he yeah, he, he graffitied it. To be all like, "Wow, like, really?" I, like I was having a, like an English lesson, and my English teacher came up to me and she was like, "You're very special because Gary Barlow <laughs> graffitied his name in the back I, of this." So I pulled out my pen and started graffitiing my name on it as well, and she was like, "You can't do that," and I was like, "Why not?" He fucking did it. When I'm famous, I'll be fucking like you'd be like, oh look, Mike Shell, she wrote his fucking fucking name in it. Wonder so, what happens to those textbooks now the school's closed. Um, they're probably still there to be honest with you. Just sat on the tables. <laughs> yeah, it was never knocked out. No, 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 seriously. Like, um, my mate Jed goes there to um go there for the gym, and he was saying to me like, friend of podcast. Is, Yep, friend of the podcast. Um, he um, he <laughs> said, um, like, his mate works on reception and was like, do you want to see upstairs? And he was like, yeah, definitely. He said he took him upstairs. And he's like, all the rooms are just left, like, um, everyone's just left school for the summer, but just covered in dust. Like, just, really? yeah, yeah, just Weird. exactly the is same. It still, is it still there, like? Yeah, 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 just left there. Like, people just walked out and it just like he was like it was like walking into like something like after like a nuclear holocaust or something <laughs> like it was ridiculous he was he was yeah he was adamant that it was everything was just left i assume everything in that in that library upstairs i guarantee all the books are just sat there all the old computers well, and on stuff that bombshell let's let's and on that bombshell let's move on to um 
to the second film in the front in this. Can I just go for a P first? Yes, you can go for a P. Nope. Back in 2014, three years after First Class came out, uh, Brian Singer returned to the franchise and took over directing duties on Days of Future Past. Uh, now, here's the plot summary of this one. So, convinced that mutants pose a threat to humanity, Dr. Bolivar Trask, played by Peter Dinklage, develops the Yay. Sentinels, enormous robotic weapons that can detect mutant gene and zero in on that person. In the 21st century, Sentinels have evolved into highly efficient killing machines. With mutants now facing extinction, Wolverine, played by Hugh Jackman once again, volunteers to go back in time and rally the X-Men of the past to change the pivotal moments in the history and save, thereby save their future. Now, uh, I, I did. I went on one of the uh, groups that I'm a part of on Facebook saying, okay, well, out of all the X-Men films, which one is your favourite? And this one um, actually came out on top. Um, so yeah, I'll start I, off... I can see that. So I'll start off with Christopher. What was your thoughts on this film? Um, yeah, I, I thought it was really good. I haven't seen it as much as I'd like, mm. to be honest. Um, I think the premise of it is interesting. Mm-hmm. I think the way that they, uh, they shot it was really good. Um, I think the stakes are high. Um and I think they actually introduced some X-Men or some mutants who were actually worth introducing and they didn't just kind of fob them off. Um, Blink was in it. Blink, I love Blink. I think Blink's wicked. Blink's one of my favourite mutants. Um, they can create portals. Um, Quicksilver's in it and he can rearrange furniture in the middle of a fight without anyone noticing. So that's brilliant. Um, the ability to uh, rearrange furniture yeah exactly Um, I can imagine that some people may find it a bit confusing the plot and so on and how it's about changing the timeline and erasing certain movies from existence and and so on and so forth Um, but I really enjoy it I think it's yeah it's I would say it's one of my favorite X-Men films yeah I'd go with that definitely Craig, what about you? Yeah, uh, like I said, it's my favourite out of the four. Although I do think they did butcher some of the mutants in it. Like I think they butchered Bishop. I think Bishop could have done, been done so much better in it. Like oh I said. God, I forgot Bishop was Bishop's even in, in it. it. I think they just. Butchered I'm there going like, oh, I think I thought they did really well with <laughs> no, some mutants. So they did. They, then, they really did. Com- but yeah, Bishop. I completely forgot Bishop was even in it. Oh, like God, said, Bishop should have um, been next level on like. Yeah. Yeah. Like I said, the butcher bishop in it. But don't get me wrong, like this movie has probably brought in I could literally watch those scenes with Quicksilver in I could have a full movie of him just doing those bits like he did in the third one as well. Where it's just yeah. all slowed down. I could happily have a movie of him just messing with things and I'd be so happy with that. <laughs> just watching him oh, change everything. Oh, it'd be awesome. <laughs> Just watching that, like all that, that everything slow down and him just moving things out the way or changing the direction of people and everything. Like yeah. I said, I could happily watch that for. Like I said, I'm so glad in the, in the third one they did a longer scene with him doing it. But yeah, um, as Chris said, the story can be confusing if you don't really know what's going on and stuff. Yeah. And it's I get like I can understand the Sentinels have got powerful, but it's again it's like it's 
um, Mike said before, like, even, I think Magneto could have just done so much to it as well, like, he could have been a lot more, like, villainous but he, he could have, he, he could have even, that's what I mean, and stopped the Sentinels, you're telling me that there's no more metal in the world, yeah. that he could have just, like, shot into the bodies and just, like, blew them apart so much, fucking easily, like, you're telling me those ships that they come and weren't he, made of metal or got no metal on them actually at all. Shit like that in That's the what I mean. Like, he oh, could literally yeah. put, like I said, so I, I understand why they have to do stories like that, but how powerful some of the mutants are, they can just easily stop it after time. But yeah, it's still my, it's still my favourite out of the four of them. Mike, what about you? In all honesty, I cannot remember the film. Um, I remember watching it. I know what the guys are talking about, uh, but mm -hmm. I, I cannot remember the film for the fucking life of me. It's um, maybe I watched it while I was drunk or something. <laughs> yeah. It's one of them. I, I can't remember the film at all. But um, yeah, apparently it was good. <laughs> apparently. It is. Mike with another five star was, review. What I do like, what I do like about I it, though, at it the five end, star. I'd call it three star review. Probably fell asleep. At the end, he did bring back all the um, the mutants from the first three, so they brought back the person who played um, Beast. What was his name? Kelsey Grammer. Frasier, yeah. Kelsey Grammer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They brought back the original Jean Grey. Oh shit! Um, I do remember that. <laughs> <laughs> they brought back Scott and all them, and so, like I said, it was good yeah, to that, see them that's again. That's what I mean. They kind of made it so it didn't yeah. happen, did it, from the other movies? Yeah. So, like I said, it was good to see that. Yeah, I think for me, yeah, it was it definitely like one that. of them films. I'd had a few drinks when I watched it, and I've not watched it since. So, <laughs> I need to rewatch it because I don't remember it from start to finish completely. It mixes with um, others. Yeah, I. Thinking on, yeah, there's a lot to like about this film. Um, it was also, I did check it, so I think Matthew Vaughan also wrote the story for this one as well, so that's probably why I like this one and First Class together. Um, you know, you, you, you do have the original characters from the you know, from the original trilogy of films. What the, the character I was so made up to see was uh, Iceman, I mean proper Iceman in my opinion. Oh, yeah. that's my favourite. Oh, God, yeah. Because you know, it, it, the whole point is that they are in the future, and Bobby Drake's powers just go. Well, that's what I mean. You know, he's not, he's not from like... when he starts to where he ends up. It's. Well, that's what I mean. He's an Omega level mutant as well, though. So like, even he should have been able to do a lot more than what he was. Well, because yeah. th there was one of them who. I, what, I don't Ice, get like. Iceman uh... becomes an absolute legend later on in the. Comics. Well, you have in, uh, in that movie. Because you have Ice Master. Yeah. And oh my well, god, that guy's a fucking legend. In that movie, you have Sunspot, who's that fire guy in it, basically yeah. a rip off of the Human Torch. Uh, one of the Sentinels turns to ice and basically puts him out. So he's basically got the powers of Bobby there. But then one of them does the absolute opposite, like um, Bobby's ice, and then one of the Sentinels turns to fire, like um, Sunspot, and that, but is able to put. Um, Bobby's ice out when it should be yeah, really like you, you really should think like if the other one's just put that one out with their ice, Bobby should be able to put yeah, that one's fire out yeah. with his ice. But yeah. like I said, <laughs> but it, it just didn't happen. But oh well, it is. What I, it is. Well, I, yeah. 
what I loved about it is, is the fact that I like I grew up watching um, Spider Man as Amazing Friends. Yeah, and, I did um, as well. <clears throat> yeah, so yeah, we're watching growing up watching Spider Man's Amazing Friends and even R. Eswick loves Iceman at the moment. So, you know, he, he, he likes to run around the house pretend to be Iceman when he's got his, you know, his hands put, making like an ice sled. You know what I mean? He's yeah, it's making cool. a little he's track a cool character. of ice. And seeing that, yeah, I see what he did there. Uh. Um, <laughs> and just that seeing just him, like, well. <laughs> yeah, seeing him, you know, going across the screen on his little ice sled was just, it was beautiful. And that did bring a, a nostalgic tear to my eye. Um, Notice Rogue was in it, like like literally a blink and you'll miss it cameo of Rogue. Um, Elliot Page was back as Kitty Pride, obviously. Um, he played a much bigger role. I generally think Ella as Page. well, like when, when when me like me and you, and probably Chris as well, because we're, we're all around the same Hello. age group. Um, Craig's a little bit younger. Um, Rogue was like fit as fuck. Like we all kind of fancied yeah. her. I know what you mean. I would say so. <laughs> I, know, I, I did. I know what you mean. Who fancy cartoon characters? That's just wrong. That you did. did um... You fancied a fucking child <laughs> in fucking Dungeons and Dragons. <laughs> to be fair, to be fair, she, she, when, I, when I fancied her, when I was fancied her, I was younger than her. Yeah, well, that was my defense. At least my defense is, at least she was a fucking woman. <laughs> and, and then uh, in the, it was the 90s show like they did like sexualize her a lot as well didn't they she, she was like yeah, yeah. she was kind of like a she was kind of like the uh, the female version of Gambit yeah, yeah. like Gambit like he used like male sexuality like she used the female sexuality yeah, it was just like but I know what you mean but she was she was, she was fit as fuck and like as a kid yeah yeah I thought I like her Can I, can I? Anyway, that's the second movie. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's, um, who was I? Yeah, so yeah, Rogue was in it. Um, I loved, I, I actually loved seeing the original Wolverine claws, the, the bone claws back from uh, X Men Origins. So I like the fact nice that I, I say that about Rogue, but we talk about Mystique and Ian fucking comes in his pants. <laughs> <laughs> Not Mystique, Jennifer Lawrence. Yeah, just yeah. As mistake though. No. No, no, no. Not honestly, no. Blue skin doesn't do it for me. I, you liar. He's not into avatars. What? I said he's not into avatars. This is true. I don't be having weird things with ponytail penises. No, thank you. Um, what? So Lies. Let's, can we just talk no, no, about what no, no, probably no, no, is the no, best scene in the film? Let's back up on that for a second. Like, you don't want to have what? sex with ponytail penises. No. From Avatar? <laughs> the one that... I've, you, you no, know, this I'm is, honestly, this, I, I hate this Avatar. This isn't the blue I, 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 got bored, I got bored of Avatar halfway through. And Me too. Hated it. So, um, I've never watched the entire so of, I've never watched the entirety of Avatar. I thought it was so shit. Exactly. Um, can we talk about the best scene in the film? Depends what it is. It's Quicksilver <laughs> in the uh, in the prison. Which bit? Is that the bit when he does the Terminator thing? 
There's a bit where he's just running around and everything's in slow motion while the music plays. Oh, yeah, that's what, that's oh, what, that's what that Craig talks yeah, about. Yeah, yeah. Craig talks about. I had to mention that. Like, yeah. I said I could literally watch. I could literally yeah. watch. I said I could literally watch a full movie of him doing that. Because like, yeah, because well, that sort of so like, sorry. yeah, that slow motion like sort of like sequence is absolutely incredible. Mm-hmm. And just it messing is, yeah. around with everything, yeah. I could literally just watch a full movie of that. Craig happily. literally just had a Jesus. massive <laughs> talk. <of> <laughs> <laughs> Wow, I'm so even sorry. Said, I said, it, so I said, I said, even in, because I said in the third movie, I, I liked it because it was longer as well. Yeah, yeah, it, was, it made it, it a bit longer cool. than the. It was actually quite cool as well, like that sort of yeah. like get, escaping from the explosion and stuff. Like, yeah. Yeah. Anyways, he was the best character in the films. Anybody else agree? Yeah, in, in all honesty, uh, for, yeah, for the films, I mean, for the special effects side of it, I don't know if he was the best character, but. What they did with the special effects, definitely. It's another yeah. one. The, the effects were good on it again. Yeah, like you said, yeah, yeah they were, mm. the effects are good on it. Yeah. Um, what do you think of Peter Dinklage as Bolivar Trask? I, I thought he was brilliant. He was good. He was just yeah. acting. He was just acting, weren't he? Really, it was nothing special. Like, uh, I can't even remember that happening. But like I said, he was, he was fine. He, <laughs> I'm like, I'm gonna have to Google the, that now. He played the bad guy, okay. <laughs> I, don't, I, I think, I think like with a lot of his roles, um, Peter Dinklage, he just plays it quite understated and quite subtly. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he's just a, a like, sort... in, like an elf. <laughs> oh shit! He was an elf, wasn't he? <laughs> he was brilliant. Yeah. Oh god, I do remember it now. Do you know what? I yeah. didn't remember it. However, he, he, do, he clearly does play the role very well because, like, you'd think I would remember that role. But he, he played it yeah. so well that, like, no. Um, the, yeah, in Elf, did you literally just say that? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Wow, you what a twat lot. <laughs> I hate the film, but Peter Dinklage in it is brilliant. Yeah, I don't like it either. Um, we probably lost another two subscribers to that, yeah, that sentence alone. Yeah, that was, um... Um, the only thing that does does bother me, and it's going to be a recurring thing with these series, I do have a lot of problems, especially with continuity, because in... <laughs> I thought you were just going to say, I have a lot of problems. I mean, oh, I have a lot of problems. That, that's it, full stop. Yeah, yeah. I, I've, got, I've, I've got more issues than the Beano. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so, Bolivar Trask in... X-Men Days of Future Past is played by D- Peter Dinklage, a small, white, um, little person. But in X-Men The Last Stand, he's played by Bill Duke. You're not allowed to say little person anymore. What you what's, okay, what's the... What's the... Vertically challenged? No, 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 you just have to... No, no, just a person. What's the political correct name for it now? It's just a person. A person of shorter stature. Okay. Okay, let me rephrase it. <laughs> it's just Peter Dinklage. It's just Peter Dinklage. Okay, so you Peter Dinklage. Okay. <laughs> we know who he is. Yeah. It's like a very famous actor. You could just say Peter Dinklage. You don't have to say. Okay, so in. I mean, I, you might I, as well. You, you on, might as well. On three. Might... On three. One, two, three. Peter Dinklage. Right. Can we just let let's just go back to the, let's go back to the to the point where I'm trying to make here. So in the film, Bolivar Trask, played by Peter Dinklage. Is a white mustachioed male with hair. Man. 
He is. Okay, in X Men: The Last Stand, two films previously, he's played by Bill Duke. Right. Who's he? He is. Uh, he was in Predator and Commando. And he is a tall, black, bald man. Okay. I I don't think his height has anything to do with it. Could the fact that he's completely like, he's bald and black uh, completely like? Oh man, he he does look no. very different. Extremely yeah, different. That's fine. Yeah, I mean, Bill Duke looks. Oh yeah, I'm not saying that Peter Dinklage looks like Bill Duke. I'm just saying, I don't really care. Bill Duke, I've just, I've just, I've just googled him. He looks like he should be in a blues band. He might be. Probably oh, is. How cool! I would bet that he's be? got a bass. I hope so. So what's what's the controversy anyway? <laughs> I don't know. I'm... It's just no, no. It's not controversial. It's the fact that the X Men just, when it comes to the casting, seems to like just throw like continuity in the bleep. In a shredder. True. True. Like, just think about this one. In X Men Last Stand, Maureen McTaggart was a scientist. In X Men First Class and another few and another film after that, she's a CIA officer. Just yeah. saying. Didn't even realise she was in the last stand. I can't even remember. Yes, yes, she's in <laughs> yes, she's in the last stand. But uh, more on that in a bit. Okay, so another thing that um I'm gonna bring up as well. So this is based around about ten years later after first day of class. Mm. Everybody's still looking roughly the same age, even though obviously it's only been three years since the film's been made. But more on that as I get to Doc Phoenix, as I will be it's, ranting it's about called, this. Then it's called, it's called mutant genes. Yeah, they they can live a little bit longer with like mutant genes and look the same. <laughs> Yeah, I mean they have that literally in the comics. Let's they don't, talk, they, don't they don't mature in the comics that quickly either. I know. Okay, Spider-Man, think... Spider-Man's been sixteen for fucking fifty odd years. How long exactly. has he been out? <laughs> Bart Simpson's been fucking what eleven years old for like the last like, thirty years. I know. Yeah. Okay, so so regardless of that, you no, know, like casting faux pas. Um, Personally, I think they should have left the films at this point. I think this should have been the last X-Men film. I don't know if anybody else agrees with me or not. Yeah. Yeah. What pees me yeah. What pees me off, though, as well, is um, the end credit scene at the third one, and they didn't even bring it into the fourth one. It's just like... That's great. We'll, we'll cover that in a minute. Ugh. What I'm actually more excited about is the fact that the new Deadpool... Um, Ryan Reynolds even said don't worry it has nothing to do with X-Men because it's in a different timeline so don't worry about it and I'm more excited about Deadpool than I have been any X-Men film yeah mm. yeah Hugh Jackman's going to be in it anyway so as, as Wolverine That's and, all... but it's yeah. like it's in a, he's like well it's not going to be the same timeline. Don't worry. It's not going to mess with X Men. So <laughs> it's fine. Yeah. Someone's just been added to the cast of that as well. I can't think of it is. Uh, Frankie Janssen. Really? Yeah. Who's that one now? It's been loads of people. Jean Grey. Yeah, yeah, Jean Grey. It's going to be absolutely fucking epic that film. Yeah. 
I'm really looking yeah, forward. Yeah, yeah. This it's going to be next level, and all these fucking Marvel films that have been coming out lately that have been fucking pandering. It's going to be the one film that is not pandering. It's just going to be absolute raw yeah. comic book fun stuff. Yeah, just things we like. Comic book. It's why funness. it did so well. That's why the last. Deadpool 1 and 2 have done so well. Because it's comic book fun. This is why Guardians yeah. of the Galaxy did so well. I even though Guardians of the Galaxy, nobody fucking even knew about the fucking comics. Who read a Guardians of no. the Ga- Galaxy comic? Nobody. And yeah, it was one of the best like comic book series, like films, because they didn't give a shit. They didn't think it was going to actually do that well. So they let them go off a little bit from the usual Marvel like things and just let it be comedy and that's good that's good and, uh, but it, well, what's, it, well, what's his name is it, is it Chris Pratt yeah yeah that's it uh, is it Parks and Recreations he was yeah, in yeah, was he that was, what? Yeah. Parks and Recreations he, yeah. he, he, he was a bit obviously chubby in that wasn't he he was like yeah, quite and uh, he just went that. absolutely buff all of a sudden <laughs> that's what I mean he, yeah. for, for the Guardians movie even ex- um, Marvel didn't ask him to get in shape for that. That uh, that, that shows him, like they, they didn't even probably think that it was going to be well, such a good movie. Even... When it's a good movie, you always ask the main characters to get in shape and everything. They did don't it with they? Him, so, but he did it himself. That's what, he did it himself. That's what I mean. He did it himself. <laughs> like so, he probably knew. Like it shows how good, how much confidence he had in it. Especially so he's he a massive it freaking well. comic book yeah. fan himself, and like. It's like asking, um, it's like when they did the Witcher ser- like series on TV, and they literally asked the biggest Witcher fan to play the Witcher. Now, now mm. he's left, and they're replacing him. It's it's gonna be shit. It is oh, going yeah. to be shit. We know it's going to be shit yeah. because you're replacing it with somebody who doesn't know the story. You. He doesn't know the character. The, the writers don't know the story. They're the ones who messed exactly. it up. That's why he left it. Yeah, that's why so. he walked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, it'll be interesting. But, uh, we'll see. Go on, Ian. We won't interrupt you anymore. You can get on to your third one. No, 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 no. no. Let's keep talking over it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, right, so, after that, like, like I said, I think it, the, the, the film should have stopped there. Because it was just, it, yeah. it was the right ending. But no, they felt they needed more money, so they came out with X Men Apocalypse. Um, okay, so let's 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 get into this one because yeah, worshipped as a god since the dawn of civilization, the immortal Apocalypse, played by Oscar Isaac, becomes the first and most powerful mutant. Awakened after thousands of years, he recruits the disheartened Magneto and other mutants to create a new world order. As the face of the Earth hangs in the balance, Professor X and Raven lead a team of young X-Men to stop their seemingly invincible nemesis from destroying mankind. Christopher, what did you think of this shit film? I haven't finished watching it. Because <laughs> it's shit. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I turned it off. Yeah, I, I haven't finished watching it. I haven't got all the way through. Um, I, I was shocked and appalled that it was Oscar Isaac under there. Because I completely forgot. I thought it was uh, Ivan Ooze. So, I was going to say, Ivan Ooze from Power Rangers. You might not as well yeah. come come back to me, like because I've got the same 
like Stingers Chris, I, I started watching it and um, it was boring to fuck, so I turned it off. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm the same. I attempted to watch it three times in the past, like since it's come out. And this time, like sitting down like, to discuss for this episode, I, I made myself sit down and watch it. And I just, yeah, I just, it was boring as fuck. I didn't like it. Yeah, I've tried. Fall asleep, I was, I was intrigued, sort of thing, but uh, I, yeah. Yeah, it's terrible. I mean, it, it, it does introduce like new X Men. So you got, yeah, you got but, Storm gets introduced yeah, in it now. It doesn't. You got Nightcrawler. It doesn't matter that they introduce new X Men, and, and do you know what? Storm is like one of the best X Men ever. They don't introduce her the way she should have been introduced. Um, like Storm should be absolutely incredible. They introduced her like she's like some sort of like I don't know, some sort of backseat fucking character. That's not the way it should be. I know. She she she's like basically the queen of Africa as well. Like in the comics. Like... Yeah, I mean, like you do not <laughs> like Storm is fucking huge. Like that is not an introduction for Storm. Storm should have her own film before being in the X Men. Like oh yeah. The only thing that I'm saying though is, out of it being one of the movies that I don't like. I do like how the, uh, the over them how you said about Storm. Then it's true. Uh, I do like how they portrayed the mutants, all except for Apocalypse, because I don't know, like how they can fuck up the, the strongest one and fuck him up so much. Mm. But all the others, Nightcrawler, I think Nightcrawler was really good. Yeah, yeah. That's what I mean. I think I done it. Even um, Psy- Psylocke, I like how they did her. Could have been a bit oh, better, yeah. but like you said. Um, What's his name now? It's not, it, it's not the characters themselves. Angel, the, Angel and Archangel. It's not the characters themselves. Because the characters themselves are quite good. It was the writing of the film. There's no story. Yeah. There's literally no that's story. What I mean. well, that's what I mean. I, 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 the one word he could have done really better. And they've got mutants in who I actually like. You mess up. Literally no story. <laughs> and it's like, what the fuck? They could have done like something said, um, huge with it. They literally could have done something like Avengers, like Endgame, and literally gone mm. massive with it, and and they didn't. They just it was just flaccid. It was like watching a big flaccid yeah. cock on TV. Sorry. And then you got another. Uh, <laughs> I mean, Quicksilver scene. <laughs> yeah, again, I'm going to go. Yeah, quick. Yeah, let's sorry. Let's go back to the Quicksilver scene because the Quicksilver scene. I think. Is That's the Quicksilver great. scene in this film better than the last Oh, one? yeah. Well, of course it, it was, because you realise how good yeah, it was. It was brilliant. Mm-hmm. And... That's the one where they like the, where the, like, the mansions exploding, isn't it? And he, like, goes in and yeah. saves them all. And... Well, that's what I mean. Yes, it's it, ten You realise how good it was in the second one, so that's why... It's ten times better than any ever. other scene that... But... I think I remember that. That might be the only bit It's I about remember. the only good scene in the <laughs> entire film. Like... Mm. Other than that, other than that scene, and the music's brilliant as well, by the way. They, they definitely, they chose amazing music for the film. It's yeah. very, like... Which one did he choose for that one now? Uh, it's very... Sweet Dream, oh, uh, weren't it? Yeah, yeah Sweet Dream, yeah. 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 it, It's very rocky, it's very, sort of, like, uh, melodic, mm. and there's a lot of, like, um, like, um... Seattle rock in there as well, in the in the... In the the soundtrack it's brilliant but 
The film had no story whatsoever. It's okay to have great special effects, but you have to have a story behind it. Uh, Yeah. I wouldn't mind. Um, It's not like they didn't have a million comic books to fucking look at and just go, mm -hmm. let's pick a story. Can I just say as well, the app, the app, why did the app to shoehorn the, uh, another reason to get Hugh Jackman back as Wolverine? Yet again, messing up the continuity of all the other bloody Wolverine yeah, films. It doesn't make any fucking sense. Literally makes zero out. fucking yeah, sense. No. Well, that's the whole point of, uh, what's it called, isn't it? Days of Future Past. So, cause he, at the end of that one, he gets stabbed by Magneto, doesn't he, and thrown into the river, and then William Stryker pulls him out of the water. It's just stupid. Genuinely. So uh, that's why it changes. Although I do like, in that third one, he actually did the proper comic book accurate of him in his gear from um, the comics where he's got the helmet on his head and stuff like that, hasn't he? He's got the, the mask over his eyes yeah, but and stuff like that. He comes out, that's though, how it was. In all honesty, though, he shouldn't have been in it at all. It didn't, it didn't make any sense for him to be there. They're going to put him in it, Andy, though, because it's Wolverine. So, no, but... they're going to put him in there because it's Hugh Jackman. That's the only reason they put it in there, was to sell fucking tickets. Yeah, I mean, was it, was it even announced that he was going to be in the film? Was, was it like a surprise cameo? No, it was, it was, it was set to be in it. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, it, it, yeah it, like, like I was saying, it's just, it just shoehorned in there and it, it takes you out the film and... It doesn't make any sense. Also, you got um, Angel and Archangel who's in the film as well. We, we touched on that earlier. Now, yet again, he's played by a completely different actor compared to The Last Stand because in this film, he's, co- he's played by Ben Hardy and it's a completely different character to the one that appeared in Last Stand. Because you know, in this film, he's like, he's like a punk rocker. Um, in the other film, he's like the rich, the son of the rich owner of the people who make the cure. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, again, continuity. I'm going to also touch on this, and I'm going to go even further into this in the next film, because that's pretty much all I'm going to fucking talk about. But, um, okay, so it's now been nearly... So this one's set in the 80s, the first one was set in the 60s. Yet again, Professor Xavier hasn't aged. Beast hasn't aged. Magneto hasn't aged. That's kind of normal for X-Men, though. That's okay. It's not the problem that they've not aged. Yeah, but when they hit the, th- the year 2000, they're all great yeah. and everything then. <laughs> they're getting close. They're getting close. And I'm going to touch about that in the next one. Uh, okay. So when, yeah, when, was okay. Day, when was Days of Future Past meant to be set? Now, in the, in the 70s. Was that? Yeah, that was, was in the, the 70s. Yeah, it's, it's... No, the future, the future bit. bit was like 20... I think like 2020. Isn't it like in the 2020s? It's not a huge, huge fast-forward. It's like about 20, 30 years. Is it really? that? It's not massive. That's what he said. 2020, it's actually based now, this year, 2023. So it's not huge. It's like, what? You're talking 20 years. Like, it's not massive. Okay, well, let's let's. Okay, let's. Are we? Are we? Anybody else want to add anything about apocalypse besides the fact that we shite? No. No. Oh yeah. yeah. Um, Go on. The ending, like I said, the post-credit scene, which 
could have set up for the third, fourth movie. I can't movie, even remember the post-credit scene. Go on, explain the post-credit post -credit scene. The, the, um, it's a bunch of people walking into the bit where Wolverine breaks out of and they're collecting the blood samples. I can't remember the name of the corporation though. Oh, Essex Corp. Is that where they're basically it, taking out? They're taking out the um, the what is it? Wolverine's claws are made out of adamantium, and they're trying to work out what it's made of. No, they're not trying to work out what it's made of. They're just getting collecting blood samples, putting it into the case and taking it away. Right. But it's um, it's Mister Sinister's company. Right. So. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I thought it was going to lead up into that for another movie to actually bring Mr. Sinister into it. But nope, they didn't. <laughs> so it's like, oh, you bastards. Like a setup that so, they never use. Basically. Yeah, a setup that, uh, yeah, they never used it. Yeah, it's always a bit shit when they do that. Yeah. So, oh well. Okay, so let's, 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 just, let's just talk let's about it then. Um, the X-Men face their most formidable and powerful foe when Wonderbone, Jean Grey, starts to spiral out of control. During the rescue mission out of space, Jean is nearly killed when she's hit by a mysterious cosmic force. Once she returns home, this force not only makes her infinitely more powerful, but far more unstable. The X-Men now must band together to save her soul and battle aliens that want to use the Grey's new abilities to rule the galaxy. Chris, what do you think of this film? He fell asleep. <laughs> he's watching it and fell asleep no he's, he's just full on fell asleep he just wants to go to sleep he's, had enough. he's full on just completely checked out it's, yeah yeah he's checked out he just wants to go to sleep he's had enough oh right no sorry I've actually muted it <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh, it, it was disappointing like really really badly disappointing uh, I, I'm not even sure if I could legitimately say that it was um, uh, better than the other Dark Phoenix film. Last Stand. <laughs> yeah, to be perfectly honest, I, I honestly, I'm not sure if it was. So, uh, it was really bad. I've seen it once. It was terrible. I don't want to watch it again. End of story. <laughs> yeah. They just didn't fit. There wasn't. Where's the stakes? And I don't mean that in like. No, like, I know where's exactly the beef? what you mean. It's like where's the where's the danger? Where's the actual? Yeah. Like, where where is it? Because it doesn't feel like there is any. Yeah. It, 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 there was no sort of real danger there. It's was, it was just sort of a film. No, like not at all. It, it was like character de development that didn't need to be character development and. Where was the action? Mm. It should have just been pure action. Like, again, like I said before, it should have been like an Avengers film. Like, they've built the characters. We know who the characters are. They could have brought other characters in and not had any worry about yeah. it. But fighting a massive, like, enemy where they all come together to fight it and a great film where they all go, like, against it like a, like yeah. any good comic <laughs> like, like they all... well, e even the first one even the first dark phoenix one had a you know there was at least a little bit of kind of like oh shit sort of thing do you know what i mean it, yeah. it did kind of build to something this one i 
like I said, I've seen it once. I don't remember anything at all where it was like, oh shit. Do you know what I mean? It's just yeah. like. It should have well, built say, and definitely. built and built and just became like this yeah. massive epic ending. But it, well, that's what I mean. There's yeah. no epic Anything ending. Anything to do with something like the. Basically, it's the Phoenix Force. It's one of the most powerful entities in the universe. It should have it. It, it should be a trilogy movie. You can't put something like the Phoenix Force into one movie. Yeah, it's supposed everything. to be the Phoenix Saga. That's what I mean. It's like it how really how can you put it down to one movie? For like movie so, so like the Phoenix, like, like I said, it's it's like one of the most powerful things in the whole in like the X Men franchise. Like I said, because yeah. it's that powerful, the Phoenix Force. Like I yeah, said, exactly. And it's just... This is it. This is what I really like about what Marvel does. You know, they do have it where you have a great big overarching storyline as opposed to look here's a film we've tried to cram in this like massive like comic book no, arc is that, that, that sort of like they don't even they do side films so like you literally get the characters that are building up on their own yeah. and you get to see them building yeah. and then to this one big massive film where there's a giant fucking like end game it's pardon the yeah. pun but um, this like genuine like sort of like massive end film where they all get yeah. involved and that it's character development it's getting you into the the different characters then seeing them all develop together and as a team and then going against some massive foe that like absolutely should kill them but they team together and destroy it that that yeah. is that to me is massive and something that i want to watch but yeah. watching a bunch of guys just sort of like chat a lot and then like at the end of it have a little fight no nope. i can watch um lots of films like that what i do like though but <laughs> there is one bit that i do like about that movie again it shows like Obviously, he's not Omega level, but just for what he can do, how powerful and how deadly his ability can be, and it's Nightcrawler again, like Nightcrawler. There's a, but it's just like how, like I said, because there's a bit where one of someone, uh, one of the people he's trying to protect dies, and he just goes ballistic, like killing everyone, like, but it's the way he does it, like, like he can literally they're on the train. And he literally he teleports like half a mile in front of the train with one of the bikes and teleports back onto the train and like she gets splattered by the train. But it's just like little things like that. You can you can if you, what you can do with his ability. Literally, you could literally the same as speed. If you wanted, like, genuinely, you, like, that's what I mean. The, you can teleport to the bottom of the ocean. The, these are, leave someone there quickly and teleport back and like these are characters with <laughs> yeah. incredible like, abilities. Good. So like these incredible abilities. There's so much more you could have developed for the story yeah. with yeah. them characters, and they didn't. It's like they this like imagine if there was a massive battle with these characters and they were doing all that very quickly. Yeah, it could have been absolutely that's what I mean. incredible. That's what I mean. Like I said, that's why I think like <laughs> why I love Nightcrawler because like just how good you can just do a teleportation like and how deadly it can be. I think it's it's in a it's first class. What's his name? His dad. What was his name again? Ian Israel Azrael. Azazel. Azazel. Yeah, where they they come and uh, where they come and get all the mutants from that 
facility where they're at. Um, and he, he kills all the security guards. He literally just grabs them, teleports them into the sky, lets go, and teleports down to the bottom. Like, it's oh, he just, did. Yeah, how, that was actually quite fun. That's, I mean, that's literally how quickly he can kill someone. Like, I, mean, I know the others can could, do, someone could, could do it. Like, yeah, but... He could grab some, someone, teleport to the bottom of the ocean, leave them that's there, what he said. fuck off. And then and just, he can teleport back within yeah, a second. And then grab someone else and just do the same. And he doesn't seem to run out with that power either. No. Uh, he struggles when it's quite. he's trying to teleport quite a few people. Yeah, but, but if it's, um, one if it's just like one. one at a time. Yeah, that's what I mean. But can you imagine yeah. if you just went ding, 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 you just got a load of, that's what I mean. of people. That's what I mean. I think he's so underrated, but... Like I said, he's so good as well. This is why, like, I think they should have done it, like, against, like, a massive army of, like, bad guys. And they should have shown all the abilities of all the different X-Men. Yeah. They should have literally made it, like... Like it was a war against the X-Men. Yeah. And that would have been so much cooler. Um, like... The X-Men were the bad guys, and, and they had to fight back to sort of like prove they were good guys, and that, that would have been so much cooler. I have issues with these films. I'm just going to say it. And this one, pretty <laughs> much issues anyway. So yeah, true. Like we said, I've got more issues than the B, you know. But okay, so firstly, it's the 90s now. They still haven't aged a fucking day. That is a problem. No, it's not. Because they're that's, literally, that's they're literally, fun. they're literally like what, a couple of handful of years they're from mutants. when the first X Men film was back, and they still don't. Neither they none of them mutants. look like the characters. Well, obviously, the mutants have had a really rough like few years because you know, at the end of that film, I don't, I don't even get me started on the end of that bloody film. But look, <laughs> listen, Beast doesn't look like Kelsey Grammer. Oh no. Gene hasn't aged. There's not you can do when you have to change friggin' actors. Uh, Nightcrawler is actually with the X-Men because in the film they didn't even know about in the first film. In the second film when he turned up they never even heard him before. That is true. This is true. Yeah. The makeup on Mystique looks absolutely god-awful. She wasn't meant to come into this movie but she was contracted, weren't she? So yeah. that's why... It was bad because uh, that's why they didn't show in Mystique that much as well because she was getting sick of doing the makeup. Yeah, she didn't like it. sitting in the makeup, did she? So they just did some dodgy uh, CG. Yeah, they pretty they much did. did put the yeah. They did put it on her, but they, it was basically like a, a slap job. It was literally was the world's yeah. biggest slap job. They should have just put someone else in as the character. Like... Yeah, they changed. Yeah, you could. I mean, listen, she could have been played by Rebecca, Rebecca Bo- Romaine by now. Anyone could have like, took over because it's fucking Mystique. She just looks like a blue alien. So it doesn't make a difference. Okay, so um, what else? They changed the origin of Jean Grey again. Yep. Because we go back to the last stand. No, that's not how they met. I agree with you on that. Yeah. What the hell was with the whole aliens? I just didn't even know what the hell was going on. It's just okay. So now she's been taken over by the Phoenix, and now all these like human aliens have just appeared from nowhere. Yep. And there's just like zero explanation why it's it's just confusing as hell. They were trying. Would to... I just switch off in the film? No, they were trying to follow another comic book arc that 
didn't make sense because it wasn't following the same arc that they did in the rest of the other films. But, yeah. Mm. It didn't make sense because it didn't lead up to it. Ugh. Then, let's, okay. And then, let's go, to, let's talk about the ending. So, Jean dies before 2000, before the first X-Men film. Then, he changed the school to the Jean Grey school. Beast takes over his head, his, like, head teacher. Magneto and Professor Xavier go off to become friends in France and start playing, like, you know, drinking coffee and wine and playing Which is correct. chess in they public. Were chess they were always friends. Yes, but they're not, like, estranged like it was in the first X-Men film and they're actually just gone to retire together. I mean, they kind of did do that in the comic books. Might, might just... just... Just let me write about this. Okay? <laughs> no, I won't. So imagine, my, so imagine me because I made the, I made the absolute worst mistake when we were going, knowing we was going into these episodes, actually trying to watch the films in chronological order, not in actually movie or you know in the order, yeah, the don't do that. release order. No, they don't make any sense. This, they're like they're literally, they're you know, all. They don't out, make any sense. They make zero sense. It's like each ep- each movie has a different fucking universe, and. But it's kind of connected to the same universe. It's weird. There's a lot of yeah. inconsistency. There's a lot of um, continuity errors. Massive inconsistency. Massive continuity errors. Yeah. I think 100%. 90% of that is down to the writers changed, the directors changed, the... Mm. People wanted to go and do their own thing, but they didn't want to follow on from the last film. But they kept the same actors. It, it was, a, it was a shit show, basically. Yeah, agreed. But gladly, we actually after this episode, we're going to actually get onto a, a trilogy of films that actually do actually get better. I'm saying actually a lot. So after this episode, we're going to actually move on to a trilogy of films that actually get better as they go along. What's that? We don't even. That's the Wolverine trilogy. Oh yes. Now that. So yeah, so we'll end this episode by saying we've got through the X Men films. Now we're getting onto the Wolverine films. Yeah. Hey. And just before that, we. Oh god. And after that, we're going to do the X Men animated series. Oh no, we're not. Sweet. Yes, we are. Yeah, we are. Really? Yes. Are we doing yes. X Men month? So Mike. Yes. yes, this is X-Men Monthly. Have yes, you not seen the, 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 the promo materials? Oh, for fuck's sake. Yes. <sighs> yes. I thought I was talking about X-Men. Sweet. No, you It's all right, we're going to be doing Judge Dredd after that. Oh, <gasps> okay. I've <laughs> 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 just, just given Mike a metaphorical Scooby snack. There you no, go. No, I just got a boner. Well, that's what you'd be getting when you're watching the X-Men animated series with those uh, episodes of... No, uh, I'm just thinking about Judge Dredd. <laughs> Pinning me down, put his gun next to my head. <laughs> okay, this just went somewhere else completely different then. Okay, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, we'll be back next week when we talk about the Wolverine trilogy. Uh, everybody, everybody want uh, to say goodbye? I was, go- I was actually just going to say a quick go. shout out. Uh... Who's who? Who's who? It's not to someone, it's um, oh. what's it called? It's to say pay tribute to Lance Reddick, uh, who died oh, last God. week, didn't he? Oh, uh, 
like I said, I, I know people don't, a lot of people don't play it, but uh, like I said, I love playing the Destiny games. I thought they were brilliant. Commander Savala, like, he's one of those people who's just got such a smooth voice when he speaks. Did you see what they did in the Destiny? Like, oh, in Destiny, everyone went up oh, to it. Like, I, I was going to download it again so just to epic. do it, but, I hadn't, oh, but everyone just went to it, weren't they? Yeah, paid tribute yeah, to his yeah. character. Like he died. Like, he was playing it the night before he died. The night before well. he died, but, I know. Yeah, so, like I said, yeah, uh, huge shout out to the guy. Like absolutely. Like awesome. I said, he was brilliant. I thought he was a good, really good actor. And like, yeah. Um, well, what I saw him in and stuff like that, I really enjoyed. Yeah. But you see, he's been in lots of things, hasn't he? I know. It's just a shame, but yeah, that was my yeah. little shout out anyway. You should... So um, you can catch us on social media. So we are at the Geeky Dad Strike. At on Twitter, we're on the Geeky Dad Strike Back on Facebook, at Geeky Dad Strike Back on Instagram, and you can also find us on YouTube. Uh, that's all for me. So I've been Ian Duffy. You've, I've been joined by Chris Moss, Hello. Craig Edwards, Howdy. and Mike Chelsea. See you later, dudes. Uh, love you all, everybody. Take care. Bye bye. <laughs>